Daniel has done something kind of amazing to me. But you're, you're maturing in your life. And um, Dan, what Daniel does when he goes to the doctor is he tells them the truth now. Mm-hmm. It's 98.5 The Bull. You know, you go to the doctor, and I don't really like that. I think it's uncomfortable, but they ask you questions. Um, so how much are you working out? And, you know, I would be like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, you know, me, doctor, I get out there and get it done. You know, you kind of fib because you're so ashamed of yourself, you know, even to tell a doctor. And then they'll say something like, hey, you ever drink any uh, beer? I go, oh, you know, yeah, you know, here and there or whatever. You don't ever tell them the actual story. Yeah, you ought to just tell them. They don't, I don't think they care. I mean, they care, but they, trust me, I bet doctors have seen, seen it all. So I used to not, you know, the doctor would be like, oh, do you ever have any drinks? I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe one or two. <laughs> and finally, uh, now, when they're like, oh, do you have beers? And I'm like, yeah. And they say, well, do you have more than two? And I go, oh, oh Lord, yes. <laughs> Oh Lord, yes. Yeah. And did they like, get oh, on? Did Lord, they get yeah. on to you and no. say uh, make you ashamed? That's what you're. I don't know why you have this mentality that you're afraid the doctor's going to scold you. The doctor's not going to scold you. Well, I guess I just think that I would be embarrassed or something because I think we all try to strive Buddy, to be a little better than we are. But when we're confronted with it, you should be embarrassed kinda, at the doctor's office. After everything they probably see, now listen, they see people probably on the worst days of their life. Like sometimes they got to go to the doctor and they're, and they're like, oh, I fell on a shampoo bottle. They're not going to care about your cholesterol when they're doing that kind of thing. Aren't you ever concerned, though? I know that they have the what they call the, I think, Hippocratic Oath, mm -hmm. which is they swear to God, basically, that if you come in with a condition, they can't tell anybody without your permission. Don't you think, though, they're going home and telling people that stuff? Like, I saw a guy with a shampoo bottle I, I, inside I, of him. I'm not going to say that they do, but I think they I think they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would, You right? got to, man. I mean, it's not even reasonable. If you find somebody with a... Or perhaps they say, I had a patient come in and this was going on. They won't divulge the name of the person. Yeah, I guess you could generally say a guy said he fell in the shower on a shampoo bottle and that shampoo bottle was inside of him. You don't have but to they elaborate. Can't, they can't say your name. True. Okay. However, is that what you're embarrassed about no, going to the doctor about? I, I mean, if it is, just tell me. I'll still be your friend. My hang-up is is that um, my wife was friends with a nurse in Nashville, and I go to this woman's house, and she was telling personal information about people in our circle. Okay. Which makes me think that some don't uphold that Hippocratic oath. Well, what do you have going on that you don't want people to know about? What? What do you have going on that you don't want people knowing about? Nothing in particular. I'm just concerned that the doctors will talk about you. Do you find you think you're so interesting that the doctor is going to leave and go talk about you at dinner that night when he's? You know? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's. But I, I just I was giving you a compliment that you're you just I, I now, tell them the truth. You just now. level up. Yeah, now. I had you're some just like. like I had my uncle, I, and exactly why I started telling the truth, the doctor, my uncle, who was, now I'm older than him, me and him grew up together, and he just dropped dead of a heart attack, now he's 44 years old, and he's two years, he was two years older than me, and it's been a couple of years ago. You think it's embarrassing to um, have to go tell him what's going on with you? I saw this dude's autopsy, and they look at everything. Mm -hmm. Like, they, uh, I read it, and they, it was a heart attack, and so the doctor got to his, my uncle's heart, 
and saw that it was a heart attack, but then they go ahead and look at everything else too, and then comment on it. Uh-huh. They're like, male's genitals were unremarkable. And I'm like, well, if it's my heart, stop there. Don't go on down to my genitals. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> During the autopsy. <laughs> oh, so right. that, that kind of inspired you. You lost an uncle who was uh, young, mm-hmm. 44 years old, and you decided after that, I'm just going to be said, honest with the I doctor said, now. I said, if this guy had gone to the doctor, I believe this wouldn't have happened to him. Had really? He kept up with his medical stuff and... He was the kind of guy that's like, I ain't going to no doctor and all that. And here I am, you know, cushy job, got great insurance. Why would I not go to the doctor? And if I do go to the doctor, why wouldn't I tell him the truth? That's good. It's a good point to make. He, I, he's seen it all. The doctor, he or she, has seen it all. So, right. you know, why? And women have to go to the gynecologist, and I can't admit that, you know, maybe I don't eat so good. I don't have to get in stirrups for that, at least. So yeah, yeah, we got an easy compared. Long to that. story short, yeah, just start telling. What are you? What are you ashamed of? To it's tell good the doctor? advice. It's good advice. You don't I, do anything weird that I, I know. Think of. What I'm scared of is they'll tell me something bad. Then that thing you need to know it. It's yeah, like, you're right. I it's mean, like you're right. listen. It's like your credit card statement or your bank account. If you don't want to look at your bank account, you probably need to look at your bank account. <laughs> So no big jackpot winner last night, Tyke. Seven new millionaires, 98.5 The Bull. Um, if you won the million dollars, I wonder how much they would take out with taxes if you just won one of the minor prizes. Oh, I did the math. Um, so if you win the minor prize, uh, you got to take the instant payout okay. instead of over 30 years, which reduces it, I think. And then after taxes, $17. <laughs> That's what I was, I was talking to my dad yesterday about this, winning the, if you won the $1.1 billion, don't you eventually you take home... I think it was like five hundred million. Right. That that's too much tax. I just just keep it. I don't even want it. That's what I tell them. <laughs> you would reject the lottery. I would say that I would protest. I would say you could just keep it. <laughs> okay. You mean to make a point, you would lose mm-hmm. five hundred million dollars just to make a point. Well, I'm already losing five hundred million if they take out those taxes. That's my hobby now is hearing how much somebody won in the lottery, and then also hearing how much they get after taxes. Yeah. It's ludicrous. I'd read a story about a billionaire, and they said, you know, you've got all these billions of dollars. And uh, the billionaire actually kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but he said, you know, I don't know why I have all this money because there's only the fanciest steak I can buy. There's only the best jet I can buy. And after that, you still have a billion dollars. So he, he thought... I should just give this away, and I think that's what happens with some billionaires where they're signing that giving pledge where they decide, I'm just going to build parks and cities and things. Mm-hmm. We have one here. It's 98.5 The Bull. Tiger Daniel. Good morning. <laughs> Triple-digit day. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Daniel. Well, uh, today's a big day. Caden, uh, my, you know, I used to date this lady in Nashville. She had a son. I met him when he was like your son's age now. He's eight years old when I met him. Now he's 17. Yes. And uh, I got to go pick him up from the airport. And uh, I guess I'll have to bring him up here to work for a minute. We almost look like, do you remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito twins? Oh, yeah. We almost look like those two now because this (laughs) dude is like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's a big boy. I look like uh, probably his younger brother or something now. We're certainly an odd couple. It's like in a blink of an eye, they go from being, what, three, four foot tall to... Seven feet tall now. Well, you and I will go out with my son together, and people might think we're a couple or something. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I don't care because uh, anytime I spend with my son is is good time, for me at least. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so now we got a 17-year-old, 18-year-old coming to town, and when we go out with him, 
You ever going to be like, hey, what's going on there? <laughs> it's always weird because uh, people always, I don't know how to, to describe the relationship. Like in a quick well, in a quick matter, I never I, know I can how to describe do it. it real quick. Well, no, I'm saying if like if we're out somewhere, like one time me and him were getting an oil change, and and the oil change guy's like, "Oh, is this your dad?" And he's like, "No," <laughs> and he didn't know how to describe. Yeah, like one time because, I had to take him to the doctor because yeah, I'm not his dad, and me and his mom weren't married. Well, I remember one time you told me you took uh, your ex girlfriend's son to the doctor because you were a good boyfriend and you were taking her son to do something at the doctor and the doctor said hey you know your dad and he said no this is my friend which the doctor man he started his gears right, are yeah, turning now so <laughs> what do you mean friend that's why i said so almost <laughs> impossible to define what you know no. to somebody like right off the bat really quickly like you know is this your son no 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 this is just a young boy i hang out with no, you've been great to that kid. Um, his dad wasn't around a whole lot, but you were kind of his dad. And um, so still to this day, you get visits from Caden, the 17-year-old mm -hmm. who's about to graduate from high school. I've always admired that about you. I thought that was a great thing that you've done for him. And um, But, however, when you go out in Tulsa, people will have questions. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, now he's right, an adult, basically, yeah. Okay. You did the right thing, buddy. Don't worry about the questions. It's 98.5 The Bull with Kenny Chesney. Tiger Daniel. Thousand degrees today. Good morning. But we're all all right. You know, Tiger, AI is all in the news. Uh, it's 98.5 The Bull. That's all really people talked about for a little bit. It seems like it's left the news a little bit recently. Yeah, I mean, there's a cycle to news, and you get all bent out of shape about one thing, and then something else comes up. But AI... It's uh, it's going to change our lives. We don't even know what's going to happen with this. And I'm concerned about my seven-year-old because his life will be totally different than mine is because mm -hmm. of uh, this computer technology. We thought Facebook was pretty exciting, but this AI stuff is going to change everything, right? I, I guess. That's what they keep saying and then leaves the news for a while. You don't hear from again. Only thing I know so far that AI has done is made these covers of... Uh, <laughs> It's I don't just, know why you guys are all so scared of this. It's AI does all these different covers. In fact, uh, here's uh, a Frank Sinatra, AI Frank Sinatra doing Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Night saying prayers in the street alive. Been spending most their lives sitting in the gangster's paradise. Been spending most their lives sitting in the gangster's paradise. Now, some of us saying prayers in the street alive. It's kind of wild how they're able to mimic the voice and make it sound. Isn't it? Some of them are spot on. I've got another one here. I want you to guess the song and guess who's singing it. I think it's some of these covers. Are, I think they we're going in the opposite direction. I think AI is getting a little bit worse, it seems like. Uh, who, who's the artist and what's the song? The old familiar state Try to kill it all away what I remember everything what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know so this is a computer right yeah Just according singing. to YouTube that's a AI um, okay so 
we all know it's Hurt, the Johnny Cash cover of the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. But what? who do you think the uh, celebrity is? I have no idea. I thought that, that was Johnny Cash singing that. You're kidding me. No. You thought that was Johnny Cash. I did. That's Joe Biden <laughs> singing Johnny Cash is hurting. You thought that was... Hold on, play some more. Not that you have context. You can kind of... And you could have it all. My empire of dirt. I won't let you down. I won't That is so crazy. Does now that so sounds that's like a uh, Joe Biden singing AI cover of Joe Biden. I thought it was Johnny Cash for a second. Wow. Up next here, uh, this will be an immediately recognizable song. It sounds like they're struggling with this one. It's not as good, yeah. So that's all right. So to reset here, Daniel, this is a computer singing "Living on a Prayer." Yes, and mimicking somebody else's voice. I don't know who that is, though. That's supposed to be Donald Trump. <laughs> that's why I say it sounds like they're getting worse. So if that's the AI y'all are all worried about, I'm not too worried. Yeah, Daniel says, uh, hold on, the real song goes something like this. But uh, Daniel says if AI decides to tar- like take over America or something, mm-hmm. you have a foolproof plan to stop AI from ruining human civilization. Say if an AI walked in here right now and started mm-hmm. attacking us, a computer, mm-hmm. I would simply unplug it. <laughs> Genius. It's not even five the bull. With Tig and Daniel. Five the Bull, today's hot country with Tig and good morning to you, Daniel. I don't know how this snuck up on us, Tig, but uh, the incandescent light bulb is banned starting today. Oh, it's over with with that. Yeah, now, uh, I guess from now on, all you can buy are those LED bulbs. Oh, is that, is that a result of environmental things, or what is that? It just uses a whole bunch, of, a, lot, a, lot, a lot less electricity is what I'm trying to say. The Department of Energy, say, will save about $3 billion a year. <laughs> uh, Not inc- individually, of course, but... Incandescent is the ones that we grew up with, I think, and they, uh, they get lighted as a result of heat. But these, uh, Calm you know, down. These... I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But regular old light bulb. But you know what I'm talking about? The ones you put in now that you get at the store, you can touch them and it doesn't burn your hand. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, do you ever have a uh, bulb you tried to take out and you got the uh, great pleasure of getting scorched? Yeah, occasionally. I don't like LED light, though. I like a soft white. Oh. <laughs> don't you? You're like a, a soft white man? Yeah, what are you? <laughs> Soft white guy. Okay. Lighting is very a very big part of my life now that I'm middle aged. I don't go somewhere like like if you were to describe the lighting in the studio right now, how would you describe it? 
uh, virtually non-existent. We turn it off now. Yes. Uh, I don't want to look across. You know, this guy looks terrible. Wait, you're saying you keep the lights off because you don't want to look at me? That, and I don't want you to have to see me either. Because, oh, you know, at this age. It's like the bar before they turn on the lights. You mm -hmm, look a little right. bit better. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, looking over at you now, I'm like, hey, looking pretty good. Turn those lights on. <laughs> Got to go. Check, please. <laughs> but um, lighting now, a big part of my life. I won't go to a restaurant if the lighting is bad. And I walked by one the other day, and you I looked in there. used to be so cool. We used well, to go I'm out. Well, I'm still cool, but listen, we, I walked by one the other day, and the lighting was so bad, I said, I'll never go in there, not until they get that fixed. Really? Mm -hmm. So me and Daniel have been friends for years, and when we were both single, we'd go out and try to meet you ladies and things, and we tried to be cool, and now Daniel's worried about light? Lighting is a big part of my life. Now, I won't go to a certain hotel if the lighting's bad. I don't want to go into that bathroom and that shower, have to see myself nude in harsh light. That's why I'm a soft white man. You mean nude? Because every time you go to a hotel, they got that big mirror. Got that big mirror, and now sometimes they have the audacity to put those very bright LED lights, and it almost makes your skin translucent. I don't want to see the blood vessels in my forehead because the light's so bright. Have you never considered lighting, how important it is? Not like you have. It's it's very strange. You should. That you're <laughs> doing well, like you're you're planning like a birthday dinner for you and your wife. You don't want to go somewhere with terrible harsh light, do you? No, you're right. I don't like to be seen, and the darker it is, the better off I am. I feel like at least. So, I, I wonder, guess I see your point. I wonder if there's anybody out there that just loves those incandescent light bulbs, though, and now they're a little upset they can't get them. They might have to hoard. The hottest supermodel in the world. Still looks at herself or himself and finds a flaw. And I don't want to see that either. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. So even the most beautiful woman in the whole world, Vanna White, probably looks in the mirror someday <laughs> and goes, man, Vanna, not too good. Vanna, not good. <laughs> it's, it's the bull. So a few moments ago, I told Daniel it's so hot in Tulsa that food trucks aren't even wanting to cook anymore because the uh, people who own the food trucks feel bad for their employees, which makes sense. They're in a food truck. It's 100 degrees out, and they're next to a grill. And I said that... Um, you, you said know, even... Let me quote you. Even restaurants are closing. You said, man, it's so hot outside under this heat dome, and it's really hot this week, that even restaurants are closing. And then you played a clip from News on 6 about the Alley Cat Ranch food truck not being able to conduct business because it's so but hot. But Daniel says that's not a restaurant. Well, it's not. You don't think a food truck is a restaurant? It, it's right. not that I don't think it is. It's that I know it's not. All right. So what is your criteria for a restaurant? A restaurant is like a building that houses the kitchen, and you go in there, and you order food, and you eat, and go sit down inside the restaurant. Mm -hmm. A food truck is just a car somebody made something to eat in. <laughs> a food truck is a restaurant, man. Listen to me. Don't say that again. You sound like a fool. Your kid could be listening. There's no way that a restaurant, I mean, a, a food truck is not considered to be a restaurant by anybody. It's a food truck. But technically, by definition, what is a restaurant? A place you pay for food and then you're given food. A food truck is a restaurant. And you sit down, you're, you're waited on. They will bring plates and things like that no, to there's you. There's plenty of restaurants where you don't have to be waited on. Do you ever get on an Uber and a restaurant shows up to pick you up? I don't get what you're saying. Because a food truck is a vehicle. It's a car or a truck. Yeah, so what? Wait, food car might be pretty good. I don't think about it. <laughs> no, enough of this food truck. You want to run a smaller operation, you do food car. Uh, so I guess Daniel wants to know, is a food truck 
a restaurant. Now, you want to know that because I've just clearly stated a food truck is not considered to yes, be a is. restaurant. Well, yes, it's it, not. Uh, it's a restaurant. What is the criteria for a restaurant? You go somewhere, you pay for food you don't cook, they give you the food. That's a restaurant. I'm sorry, man. Even when I go to La Fortune... Take a call here, 918-879-9898. Uh, it's Tygan Daniel. Who's this? This is Jessica. Jessica, I know it's a very controversial topic this morning, but is a food truck considered to be a restaurant? This is Jessica. No, it's a food truck. No, it's a restaurant. Thank you, Jessica. How dare you? Jessica My just told you. My husband owned a food truck. Okay. And according to the health department, it is a food truck. Slash restaurant. What uh, what do you, you say he owned one? Y'all got rid of it? Uh, no, it actually caught on fire. Way to go, Ty. Well, sorry that happened. No, no, nobody, we are too. Nobody was hurt, right? No, no, nobody was hurt. Uh, what was the name of it? Still Smoked and Mobile Grill. Unfortunate name. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. Sorry, were you going get to it, get it back going again or? A couple years ago, he's just kind of taking a break. Oh, I got you. Well, let us know. Hey, call in if you get it going again. We would love to come by and check it out, all right? Sure will. Thank you. Thank you now. I'd love to go to that restaurant. Well, as she just said, as a proprietor of a food truck, it's not even it's a restaurant. for debate. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? It's Rachel. Rachel, would you please talk some sense into this uh, nutcase over here? Well, I just want to know, well, what is Sonic? You can't go in there and eat. That's a great point. Well, what do you Clint make of that? It says it right on the sign. It's Sonic Drive-In. <laughs> Drive-In restaurant. But but is it not a restaurant? Is Sonic not a restaurant? Hmm. I guess it's a drive-in restaurant. So, yeah, I would say Sonic is a restaurant. Oh, the little cracks are coming upon you, Daniel. Not really. In your stupid <laughs> argument. But it's not a food truck. So, you know, it could be. So what do we call that? All right. You might have stuffed me with that one. <laughs> That's because you're wrong. Make my, listen, this is the kind of thing I'll think about all day long. I got too much free time on know, my hands. You know, uh, what was your name again? Rachel. Do you have kids, Rachel? Yes. So Daniel doesn't have two kids. teenagers. He's not married. You got two teenagers. Daniel yes. has the luxury of sitting around <laughs> and going, "Is a food truck a restaurant?" The rest of us don't have this luxury. Isn't it weird how he gets on the radio and starts arguing with me? Like, is it even? Does it even matter? But here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Not- I mean, I I would consider a food truck, you know, not a restaurant. But what? Sonic, Sonic is a restaurant. I mean, you know, you could you you could say it's both. A food truck is a restaurant too. So well, you know, not, it's that's both. not a restaurant. You were, on, you were you were off it's, to a great start, Rachel, but now you're trying to say it's that... It's both. Uh, it's both. It it's can't both. be both. It's both. Okay. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Tyga Daniel. Uh, what's your name? Patricia. You're on Patricia, please uh, turn that radio down just a little bit. And uh, would you please explain to Tyg that a food truck is not a restaurant? It's not. All right, I'm going to read you guys the definition of a restaurant. Thank you. What what a topic this morning. A restaurant is a business (laughs) that prepares and serves food and drinks to customers. And that's the only criterion. So how is a food truck not a restaurant? Because you can't go in and sit down. But you can't do that at Sonic. They have picnic tables at Sonic. 
it's a dining. I mean, it's a drive-through. Driving. It's a drive-in. Yeah, you pull you pull up and push that button. The car hop comes. How out. is it different that if you drive up and roll your window down and get food to take away, than walking up to a food truck and taking food away? Very compelling. She's thinking. Give yeah. her a second. You know, give her a second here to to form a thought. Uh, now, Tig, why don't you look up the definition of the word food truck and see if it's different from your definition of restaurant? Okay. While me and Patricia get to yeah. know each other a little bit. <laughs> I work at a restaurant. I know. Uh, what's the name of your restaurant you work at? Crackmill. Oh, okay. A food truck is a motorized restaurant or trailer equipped to cook, prepare, serve, and sell food. So if I walk over there and look at your computer, it's going to don't touch anything because you'll uh, I'll schemer over here. Let me look over here and look at what you got. It better got, say restaurant. I, this, is, this is Wikipedia. Yeah, spin it around so I could see so, it. There you go. Like I could see that in a million years. I a food truck that. is a motorized restaurant. I, I, am I the only one that's not crazy this morning? Well, that computer, his computer is special. That's right. You have a special computer is what he, she's saying. Okay. Well, I appreciate Listen, the call. Listen, Tiger and I you. are going to come over to that Cracker Bell and uh, going to eat and go sit in those rocking chairs together afterward and all that. Is that all right with you? That'll be fine. Do y'all still have those games on the table that make you feel bad if you if you mess up on them? The ones with the uh, golf oh, yeah. tees? Calls yeah, you an idiot the and stuff. Games. Yeah, those the are games. Those are mean because as a kid I used to try to do that, and it's like if you had four golf tees left over, they would call you like imbecile and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never learned how to play it myself. Don't play it. It's mean. It makes you feel terrible. I don't have time to play it. So. Oh, yeah, you're busy. All right, well, everybody go see Patricia over at Cracker Barrel, and thank you for calling this morning. Thank you. Bye. See you now. Daniel, one thing we can agree on is that uh, Tim McGraw is one of the biggest stars in America and the world, really, right? Yeah. And we got those free tickets coming up at 740 with our bullfight. Good morning, Gus. So if you listened to the show recently, Daniel tried to be the first guest at uh, Kane's Raising canes, mm-hmm. and because you, this guy, he he has some life. He doesn't have kids. You don't have a wife or anything. So Daniel reads that if he's the first guest at Canes or Raising Canes in Brookside, he'll get a surprise. I, you'll be recognized. Okay, and then you will also get a surprise. So which it turned out it was a. Hold on! Don't don't tell us because what you did was you left the sh- you left work. During the show to try to be the first guest at Raising Cane's in Brookside. Mm-hmm. And, but it just said you would get a surprise, and I don't know what the surprise was. But what did you – I'll play a drum roll and everything. What was the surprise that the first guest got? Because you, you weren't. Somebody camped out before you. It was a gift basket with like a stuffed – Huh? Stuffed golden retriever. That's like what cane. I told you. It was going to be a stuffed animal. Well, it was a gift basket. Yes. That included, had like a gift card and things like that. There was a guy there that camped out overnight. And he beat you to be number one customer. And he got there 1030 the night before. Mm-hmm. And he and got stayed a out there all basket night long with a dog. And sweltering heat for the gift basket. All right. So then uh, Daniel doesn't get to be the first customer at Raising Cane's. And then again, you have some life. He has so much time on his hands that he calls my little boy, seven-year-old, and says, hey, would you like to go to Raising Cane's? And y'all went up there again, and what? We went up there for the grand opening party. But that was a, 
In the afternoon? Yeah, it was in so the afternoon. So you spent all day at Raising Cane. No, I bookend. I did a little bookend. <laughs> Morning, Raising Cane. <laughs> evening, Raising Cane. Listen, the, the, uh, I have so much free time that it's almost like a problem sometimes. Like, I get so extremely bored over there, and I'm really going nuts because it's been so hot in my house or at my house. Uh, I can't get out and walk, and I'm really about to go stir-crazy. Yes. But I have always had an abundance of free time. Do you know one time I had so much free time that it was like on a Saturday, I said, I'm going to go and buy and make the best hot dog that I can make. So I went to like Reister's and I bought all the most expensive like wieners, bun, yeah. ketchup, mustard, the most expensive kind. Hot dogs ended up costing me like $70. It was no better than a regular hot dog. Uh, it was no better than you could get at uh, Quick Trip. Pretty much, yeah. Basically. And so Daniel has so much time that he finds out that if he's the first customer at Raising Cane's, he'll get a prize. You missed out on that. But you went back the same day. Well, it's just right down the street from my house. Why would you not? Why would you go to a restaurant twice in a day? Is well, that your question? Well, I didn't eat the first time. I got there when I saw that I wasn't going to be the first in line, which now, you know, of course, I always have the best ideas when I get back home. I should have went up to that guy and offered him like $100 to take his spot in line. That is pitiful. How's it pitiful? You're going to pay a guy? No, no, not me. We, we were going to do it for the radio. Skip him in line so you'd be the first customer? So I would get the recognition, yes. But I guess this place is wide open now on Brookside. No, they just open it, immediately close it down again. It's already out of business. <laughs> That's a great guess, Doug. I, I got all the good you questions. Should, you should be a private investigator. <laughs> like, I guess now it's open after the big grand opening party yesterday. Would, you, it been, uh, would it have been in that unethical to offer him like $100 to? Yes, it would be unethical. Why? However, I don't disagree with the sentiment. You know, a lot of people pay for things that they shouldn't get. Well, I felt like the whole thing kind of fell flat because by the time I got out there, I just had to turn around and leave. Had I went up there and tried to haggle with him, well, of course, we would have had to split this. I would have just come out of my pocket. We would have gotten together and maybe bought his place in line for the $100. Well, Daniel goes to uh, the same fast food restaurant twice in a day. We know that about him. Hey, He's got some time on his hands. You heard me say before, sometimes I do a double drive through That's where <laughs> I'll go to a restaurant. Oh, God. So, don't, don't even say that. As your friend, I advise you not to tell this story. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, say uh, I'm at an Arby's and I get a roast beef sandwich. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm pulling up to the window, I'll notice a KFC across the street. And, you know, I, I'll be like, you know what would go good with this roast beef sandwich? A chicken leg. Oh, my God. And so then I'll immediately leave that drive-thru and go to another drive-thru, and it's called Double Drive-Thru. And I think a lot of people do double drive-thru, believe it or not. I We took calls one morning, and people do double drive-thru. And... My dad had this thing where he would, like, in my hometown, he liked burgers from a particular place, like the fountain drink from McDonald's. So he would do double drive-thru. Oh. No shame in his game. So there's a genetic hereditary mm -hmm. issue that I'm you have I'm predisposed to double drive-thru. Yes, you are. You were born with this malady. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 733, and that means seven minutes away from your chance to see... Tim McGraw, and before you go see Tim McGraw, if you win tickets, you could do double drive-thru, I guess. Yes, plays. 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Gus. 98.5 The Bull, today's high country. Here we are, Daniel. It's uh, that time of the day where we do the bullfight. The 98 to you by Optimum Complete. The 98.5 The Bull fight. Tim McGraw tickets up for grabs today. Ty, we've got a couple of contestants. We've got Laura, a retiree. Laura, how long have you been retired? Oh, about five years. And what do you do to keep busy? Oh, just have fun and just 
three different things that happen in Tulsa. Hey, now. Also, taking on Laura this morning, we've got Diane. She's a teacher. How are you this morning, Diane? I'm wonderful, thank you. Are you looking forward to getting back to work, getting back to school here in a couple of weeks? Yes, sir. We actually start next week. Oh, really? Okay, that's oh, good. That's hot. good for us because then a lot of people are out in their cars listening, and we like that. Uh, let me introduce you to uh, Tig. He will be dinging the bell if you get um, get the answers correct. Give him an example of the bell, Tig. Wonderful. He will also act as judge, and the best out of ten questions wins. We will start with you, Laura. These are uh, analogies. You'll fill in the blanks to these, okay? Okay. Plus is to addition... As blank is to subtraction. Minus. Minus is correct. Thank you, Ty. Diane, ride is to bike as blank is to car. Drive. Drive is correct. Laura, Bill Gates is to Microsoft as Steve Jobs is to blank. iPhone? I will look at the judge. Uh, technically, it's Apple, but what do you say, judge? Uh, he did author that whole situation. I would say it's a right answer. All right. Uh, Yay! A controversial decision by Tig this morning, but that's fine. Diane, ball is to soccer. As blank is to ice hockey. Puck. Go. Puck is correct. Ty, will the FCC allow us to say puck on the radio? No, they will not. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> we are tied up now two to two, Laura. Rooster is to chicken as blank is to cow. Laura, yeah. you still there? Yes. So rooster is I didn't chicken know. is bull is to cow. Like 98.5 um, the bull? I got you. I got you. I should have known it. No, don't beat yourself up, Laura. It's fine. Diane. Okay. Okay. Diane, car is to garage as airplane is to blank. Um, it's a hanger. Hanger is correct. Uh, Laura, two. Diane, three. Two questions to go. Laura, snow is to flake as rain is to blank. I pass. What do you say, uh... Snow is to flake as rain is to blank. Drop. Drop. Raindrop. Diane. Solar is to sun as blank is to moon. Blank. Oh. Light. She said what? Light. Light. That would be uh, lunar? Lunar. 
Lunar. Okay. And final question here. Laura, Belle is to Beauty and the Beast as Ariel is to blank. Princess? That's uh, Little Mermaid? Correct. So who who's won this? Well, final question here, Diane. Beef is to cow as calamari is to blank. Squid. Can I get the bell, please? Yes. That is correct. And with that, Diane has defeated Laura in the 98-5 The Bull fight. Uh, Laura to Diane Ford. Diane, you've got a decision to make now. Will you hold on to these tickets to see Tim McGraw in April, or will you give them to Laura, the retiree? Laura, why should Diane give you the tickets? She won them fair and square, and she's a teacher. She deserves them. Have a great time. All right, Diane, she uh, says you deserve them, but will you keep them or give them to Laura? Well, since it's a birthday month, I'll have to say I'll keep them. There you go. Well, good sportsmanship, at least, today. Uh, everybody seems happy. and um, I don't blame her. That's a, it was a good game. Thank you. Very close Fair game. And, uh, Thank you, Lori. You have a great day. You too, honey. Have fun. You're going to have a gas. Look at that. Thank you. And she's going to have a gas? Uh-huh. She's going to have a gas? Oh, <laughs> well, I heard that. You know, that's the old saying. <laughs> ah, I want to have a gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. I, I Have actually, a great time. I need to steal that. What? I'm going to say it's going to be a gas. <laughs> I swear this Y'all is going to be Daniel's it. new thing. It's going to be my new thing for real. Yeah. You'll um, see. Okay, right. Daniel. You have a great day. Bye, y'all. Hey, Laura. Laura, you have a gas, all right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, there you go. Bye. Bye-bye now. It's all been brought to you by Optimum Complete, uh, the bullfight on 98.5 The Bull. We continue tomorrow with more tickets at 740 with our bullfight here on 98.5 The Bull. In the meantime, it's Luke Combs with Tyga and Daniel. Daniel, I love to tell you when you're wrong, and uh, you're wrong on something. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, Daniel went out of town a, a few weeks ago, and I went over to Daniel's house. It's empty. It's locked up. And uh, then I broke in. Because I wanted, you know, I thought this would be a great time for me to get some alone time and I'll break into Daniel's house. And you left a door unlocked, so I don't know if it's breaking and entering, but I went in your house and then I got hungry. And so I started eating your food. (laughs) And Daniel starts whining about this. He said, man, it's messed up that you took my food and ate my food. However, technically, I was a guest in your house, Daniel. It doesn't matter if I broke in. I was a guest in your house. And I don't know the way you grew up, but I grew up. And if you had guests over, you treated them with hospitality. And so even though you weren't there, you had food, and I ate some food, and Daniel gets all bent out of shape about that. I didn't mind you eating some of the food at all, but I had this box of uh, White Castle sliders uh, in the freezer because you can't get White Castle here in Oklahoma, to my knowledge. So I saw these at the grocery store. I got them. What was it like? A, it was like a pack of eight of them or something. Yeah. And I go to get one of these after I got back into town. And I think there was only one left. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with me? I've eaten all of these. I didn't even realize it. Turns out you had eaten every single one but yeah. one. And then you came in and whining and carrying on about this. Uh, recently, I did this podcast with the uh, David Letterman show. And they... Whoa, 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 whoa. You did not do a podcast with the David Letterman show. Well, whatever, you did a podcast Letterman... with a guy that talks about the David Letterman show. Yes. Don't, well, don't try to pretend like you're on David Letterman's podcast. Anyway, the guy, 
he he listens to us too. Mm-hmm. And he heard us talk about how I busted in your house through an unlocked door and ate your food. And he agreed with me that even if I broke in, uh, you should still show some hospitality. So you're wrong. That's my point. Well, I did show hospitality by not calling the police when I found out you are in there. <laughs> that was very hospitable. So, did you ever replace your uh No, I don't need I to ate? be I don't need to be eating those anyway and I mentioned this to your wife the other day and she's like, "Yeah, Tig's buying those all the time now." Well, I went to your house so, and I fell in love. You can get them at Reesers. Well, yeah. With this uh, little but I don't know that at your age, you know, that that's what you need to be eating all the time. Well, you're the one who had 20 in there. No, I not had me. I had 8. And then you also ate most of them. So I only had one. So I think out of the whole thing, I had two and you ate six. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking out for your health. I ate them so you didn't have to eat them. And um, So now that's what you're going to eat all the time? Uh, I think you should thank me, to be totally honest. Thank you for stealing my food. Even though you weren't hospil- hospitable, even though I broke into your house. Mm-hmm. So shame on you is basically the I'm point. I'm ashamed. You're right. Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. If you do get a hold of some sliders, Daniel, there's some help for you if you'd like to lose some pounds after that, right? All right. If you break into people's homes and eat all their food like a bear, uh, eventually you might go, hey, I've gained a few LBs. I'd like to lose some weight, and Red Mountain Weight Loss can help. I could break into your house and take your medicine because Red Mountain Weight Loss actually has medication that could help you lose weight, Daniel. Mm -hmm. They will mail it right to your door if you need it. It's called RM3. Do you know what the RM stands for? Red Mountain. Boom. Boom. They've thought of everything. That's right. You'll do a video call. A doctor will call you and discuss what you need to have done, like your goals, put you on a plan, and get you uh, down, get you losing some weight quick. Pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss, on your journey to lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days right now. Pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. For another hour-long bull ride on 98.5 The Bull. That's right, Tig. You're saddled in. Now listen up. I got an idea for a new character. Okay. And I need you to help me work through this. The character is called the Tulsa Startler. That's where I will, you know, hide around work and jump out and startle people. Here's people, the problem. People don't like that. Gonna say, people don't like that. Specifically, women don't like to be startled. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna be tough for the Tulsa Startler because this character lives to startle. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I not do Tulsa Startler because it will women don't like to be startled? Yeah, you can't do that anymore, man. Um, Why not? You, you see on TikTok, you see Bushman, and that guy is the guy dressed up like the bush, and he just like, moves, and it, and it frightens people. Remember when we were younger, we actually worked with a guy who got into radio after he was the quarterback at Auburn University. Now, this is a man's man. He's quarterback. And remember I jumped in a uh, garbage bag one time, mm-hmm. and I jumped out and startled him? He went and told HR. He even a, even an Auburn quarterback. What did he say? SEC school. You know, he complained. He said it, it made me uncomfortable and things. And so uh, I don't think the startler is a good idea at all. Well, it's the Tulsa startler, and he, he's known for startling. And I guess one question I would need to know if, I, you know, to startle is one thing. And I like to startle people at work as it is. Would it be too far if the Tulsa startler wore a, a scary mask, a spooky mask? Dude, I just told you not to startle, much less put a mask on. 
So you feel I should do some mask-free startling? Yeah, well, I, I don't think you should do any startling, really, but <laughs> are you crazy? Well, should it be that the Tulsa startler only startles men? I don't think you should do it at all, because like I said, a quarterback at an SEC school complained because I scared him out of a that trash was, bag Because that time. was you. You're unnerving to look at. So, Oh, you're it, saying that if you startle somebody, they, they like would it, look yeah. at you and go, oh, I like that guy. But women don't like to be startled. I'll tell you that right now. All right. So if you want to, if you want proof of that, start startling your wife. See what she does. She won't like it at all. So uh, why don't we scuttle that and pretend I, like none of this happened? Because October's going to come around soon, and I oh, do like to see Halloween? a good video of somebody getting startled. Don't you? I do enjoy it. One year, uh, you and I, I played trombone when I was a young man. I remember we went around and I would get right behind somebody's ear and just blast that thing. Yeah, and you're now trying to give me advice on the startler? Yeah, but what I'm saying is... <laughs> see, see, you're like an it actual... It wasn't popular. People didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, how could that not be popular, you, quote, blasting a trombone in somebody's ear? See, the, the difference is, like, I'm like the little jovial, jovial like, startler. You're an actual... Scary dude, because you blew, you blast a trombone in somebody's ear, maybe okay, causing we'll permanent it. hearing. Hey, Daniel. What? I'll see how you like it. Boo. Oh, shoot. Don't do that again, buddy. <laughs> I was on newson6.com, and I ran across a video of you, actually. Me? Yes. Well, I don't you, know how. Uh, you broke the law, and you went out to, remember the uh, Father's Day storms? And they closed all the parks here in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And Daniel, uh, I guess he thinks he's more special than anybody else and rules don't apply kind of thing. He goes out and tries to feed squirrels at Woodward Park while the park is closed. You're referring to the Tiger Daniel good old-fashioned nut fling uh, in which I had went to Atwoods and bought a giant bag of peanuts. 25 pounds. And wanted to go out there and see how many squirrels I could attract. And, uh, of course, the week we're supposed to do that, we had that terrible storm, and they had closed down Woodward Park and put up caution tape and said, do not enter the park. And so what did you do when you got to Woodward Park and you saw that it was, you know, taped off? Well, and this is show business. The show must go on. So me and uh, the program director, Dina, went out there, and uh, I flung the nuts around anyway. So you violated the law. I don't know if I violated any law. Uh, I probably shouldn't have gone into the park since it was closed. I've got two problems with this. One is you broke the law. Shame on you. Okay. Second, you were feeding squirrels. Why is that a problem? Because I have had a, uh, I, I like animals. Like, I think squirrels are cute. However, if they get in your attic, I don't like it. And guess what happened to me last night? You got a squirrel in your attic? Yeah. Dude, I had squirrels in my attic, and you think on the surface you just shoo them away or something. These squirrels are unbelievable. And so I don't like that you went out there and helped those squirrels. How do you know that you have a squirrel in your attic? Because at night I hear like this. Oh, I hate to tell you, buddy, that's rats. In the ceiling? Yeah, what do you think a rat is like? Nah, man, I ain't getting up in those ceiling. I'll just stay in between these walls. Yeah, you don't have much trees around your house. Yes, I do. I live You've in got a... one tree in your yard, Tig. What do you mean, yes, you have a bunch of trees in your house? Anyway, your yard. one time I got these squirrels in my house, and I thought, you know, you just go up there and go, hey, get out of here. It turns out that squirrels will destroy your house. Yeah. 
They'll eat the wires. They will um, start fires. If you try to board up the little hole they get into, they'll try to rip that off. These are vicious animals. And now I find myself, you go over there and are nice to squirrels. I find myself at total war with squirrels right now. But I'm telling you right now, that's not a squirrel you're hearing in your attic. That is a rat in your house. That's bullcrap. What do you mean? Well, last time I had squirrels, it was like... Okay, that's your impression of a squirrel in the wall. Mm-hmm. Now give me your impression of what a rat would sound like at the wall with its little claws. Beep, beep. You think beep. you think a rat goes beep, beep, beep? <laughs> Whatever they make, I don't know. I'm telling you, squirrels are in the house again, and I would not wish this upon anybody except my worst enemies. Actually, I would like for them to get them. So what are you going to do about these rats? Well, well now i got to go up there. and um, You, you can't know, pr- fit up there. Well, one time I hired a guy, his name was Trapper John or something, and this guy comes over and puts uh, traps out and then has to take the squirrels away from my house because if you take them just down the street, they'll come right back to your house, so you have to, like, remove them from the area. Mm -hmm. And then you're going over and feeding them like your best friends. This is war. You got to send uh, your old son back into the attic. Into that hellish nightmare yes. of an attic up there. That thing is, up there. It's just a little hole up there, and it's got to be 200 degrees. It would be like his little Vietnam up there having to go and try to retrieve the squirrel slash rat, whatever you have up there. There must be some kind of way out of here. But you blow my mind because you've, you've taken your mom to feed these squirrels at that same park. It's one of my most favorite things to And they try to, to eat do. her. They, be, they did better finger, yeah. And you don't care about that. Well, in the squirrel's defense, the tip of my mom's finger does look a little bit like a peanut. <laughs> it wasn't trying to be mean. Right, but don't you feel like this would be, Max, like a little Vietnam for him if he had to go up in that attic? He might be good at it. Maybe maybe it takes a kid to really, you know, they are totally developed yet. They're not scared yet. He's got to um, learn. He's got to grow up. He could be like a little rat Oppenheimer. Just get up there and yeah, <laughs> become a man. <laughs> That's so stupid. Well, five the bull. Uh, Daniel, you know what's not stupid? It's going to Jackie Cooper Nissan because they're giving you $1,500 more for your trade-in. That's true. Like, you take your car up there, they thumb, thumb through the Kelly Blue Book, and then they go, oh, it's worth this. Now add 1500 to it. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And you can straight up sell your vehicle. You don't have to go through Facebook Marketplace and go to... You know, weird parking lots to meet up with a stranger. You can actually just sell your vehicle to Jackie Cooper Nissan, or you can use that money to trade in. And then when you trade in, on the flip side, the vehicles they're selling to you, 0% interest. Nice. How about that on select models? Those things look good, too. Tide drives a Nissan Maxima. Uh, windows are tinted. So when you get in your car, it has to be about 40 degrees cooler than when it's getting into my car. You can remote start it, get that air conditioner going before you even get out there. Absolutely. Man, and with zero percentages, I'm not like a big economy guy, but 0% right now sounds pretty good, and it doesn't get any better than that. So whatever's going on out in the world, Jackie Cooper Nissan still has 0% interest. That's yes, pretty please. good, isn't it? Yes, please. JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. Daniel is so hot in Tulsa that restaurants are, are ceasing business. I got a story from News on 6 if you'd like to hear it. Yes, please. Good morning, Tiger Daniel. Did you see us brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. We all know how it feels to step outside in the afternoon heat these days. But imagine working in a food truck like this one behind me next to a grill. 
Yeah, I know. Like a grill inside that truck. At lunchtime, pitmaster Nick Corcoran and the rest of the team are usually prepping for crowds as folks line up outside Alley Cat Ranch Barbecue. But with temperatures soaring, managers decided to give employees time to cool off. As you can imagine, burning a grill isn't ideal during this heat wave. Yeah, I tried to cook, cook out the other day, Daniel, and um, brutal. <laughs> It's so hot, like even cooking inside your own home heats mm -hmm. up my kitchen at least what feels to be 10, 20 degrees. Yeah, and uh, today's not going to be much better. Alan Crow, News on 6, says triple digits again. So we continue. When is this thing going to relent? I know um, this weekend I think it's supposed to only get into the, or it was at one point, only supposed to get into the mid-90s. I saw that which Christmas I was Day about. they expect only 96. So. That's good. Okay, Uh no, now Saturday they're saying 101. Nice. <laughs> Sunday, though, oh, my gosh, I don't believe it. Hold on, I don't believe it. Sunday, 94. Of course, it could change. Monday. Hold on. A high of only 88. It's a magical story, Daniel. Thank you. But... Keep in mind, today, 105, tomorrow, 105, Friday, 103, but boy, Monday. Who who would have ever thought you'd look forward to a Monday, right? Looks like it will now because it's going to be kind of cool, right? Yes. Compared to what we're going through. Uh, did you see that they drew the Mega Millions last night? Uh, no grand prize winner. About seven people all throughout the country became millionaires because they won lesser prizes, but the jackpot now on Friday will be one uh, $0.25 billion. I'm guilty of this, too, but I kind of find it funny that when it's only $20 million, you're like, ah, forget that. I ain't doing that. Like $20 million wouldn't save, you know, change your life. I like the camaraderie of it. I like people uh, all playing it together, like offices getting, which they should ban that, by the way. I used to work at a restaurant, and we would all, all the staff get together and go buy lottery tickets if the Powerball or Mega Millions got really... Hi, and I know that, you know, it's a minuscule chance you'll win, but as a manager, if we all won that lottery... You lose your whole staff. Ain't nobody coming to work that... Well, I think some people would come to work, but they would have a different attitude. They'd have that money attitude. You know what I'm talking about? Daniel, you met a lottery winner once, and I sure this did. guy won... It, it wasn't a little lottery. This guy became... his Everything in his life changed, and you met them, and I remember reading in the paper, the guy said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go to work still. I'm going to be a regular guy. But the people at work were so jealous that they started getting mean to him. And mm -hmm. he, of course, he quit his job and went and bought a $20 million house after that. But it'll definitely affect and change your life. I met that couple that won. It was at the time the largest jackpot ever. And, uh, of course, I asked them the question that everybody has to ask them. I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel. Can I have $100,000? What did he say when you asked the lottery winner for a hundred grand? He just laughed in my face, you know. I didn't have like <laughs> no sad story. But wasn't there a guy on YouTube once that just made a YouTube video and said, "Hey millionaires, just give me a hundred thousand dollars. It's nothing to you. Just give me a hundred grand." Somebody did. They just gave it to him because oh, really? he asked. Yeah. Wow. So you were throwing a hail mary. It didn't work in your case, but it has worked before. Hail mary? No, it didn't work. Nothing. Uh, did you see this? Cornell Tech. They've developed trash bots in downtown Brooklyn. They're trash bins on hoverboards with cameras on them and remote control to move around to convince people to throw away their trash.
part of a study to understand the different ways in which people respond to service robots in public spaces. Have you encountered a service robot anywhere in in your travels yet? Nope. I've seen a couple at the airport that are kind of like meandering about, and this will probably be within the next 10, 15 years here. You'll see these things everywhere. Who's a lady named Kathy? She's uh, taking a break from her jobs at Trader Joe's and another doctoral student at Cornell talking about the new technology. The first time the one rolled up to me, I was on my phone playing a game, and I just kind of like turned and was like, where did this come from, and why is there a camera on it? We don't really come in with any assumptions. We are more interested in if we envision a future where every object that people interact with on a daily basis can be automated, how would people accept and adapt to such future? So if you were out and about, Ty, and a robot rolled up to you with a trash can, I imagine you'd throw trash away in it, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know what we got a lot of around here? And I hate to say it, litter bugs. Mm. Oftentimes, I will be walking, and I'll just see somebody roll down their window and throw out garbage, which is unheard of to me. I guess as a kid of the 80s and the 90s, we watched Captain Planet, and there was a hoot owl that said, give a hoot, don't pollute. And it instilled me. That's the one lesson from childhood that's really ingrained in me is littering. I don't do no littering. But that changed because you told me that your dad, you'd get in trouble if you didn't litter. Oh, yeah. My dad, we would go to McDonald's. And uh, back then, everything you got at McDonald's came in like a styrofoam container. So you'd have like two, several styrofoam containers, a big... Uh, so if you littered, you weren't just throwing out a little bit of trash. You're throwing out a lot of trash. And my dad would be like, throw that out. So I'd be like, Dad, I don't feel right doing Cause this. Because you're learning at school about litter bugs. Oh, at school, and, they're yeah. really like hammering at home. He's like, you better throw that trash out or I'm going to whoop you. So <laughs> You get a whooping for so not I, littering. So I'm also messed up now. I was forced <laughs> to litter growing up. Didn't want to. It's 98.5 The Bull. We're back tomorrow. Daniel, we've got more tickets for Tim McGraw, 740 with our bullfight. Good morning, guys. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull. Ty, I always have genius ideas. You remember uh, not too long ago, did the uh, Ty Daniel, good old-fashioned nut fling, took all these, uh, this big giant bag of peanuts to the park, flung out 25 pounds to see how many squirrels we could attract. I did uh, Tiger Daniel's greatest dog treat of all time, and now I've got a new idea. You don't seem to like it. You seem to be poo-pooing on my idea, and that idea is, have you seen on TikTok that uh, that Bushman that startles people when they're walking down the yeah, street? Yeah, people love his videos, and he gets a lot of people to pay attention to him. I'm thinking about becoming the Tulsa Startler. And what would that mean? That means that I startle people. Now, whether or not I wear a mask or, yeah, you know, maybe I'll do it around work, I'll creep in and, you know, like, uh, startle people. You can't do that in a workplace. Well, why not? Because it makes people uncomfortable. The normal guy can't do that in the workplace. Now, the Tulsa startler, he can do that in the workplace. Eric Bam is calling from Bixby. Hey. I got a great idea for uh, for Daniel. What's that now? Well, how about, you know, I, I, I'm down with this Tulsa startler thing. I like it, too. Uh, Tig saying that the Tulsa startler, nobody likes to be startled. He said it would be an HR violation. Uh, Eric Bam, you do well, think this Tulsa startler is a good idea. Well, I think it's a great idea, but I think you should also incorporate the, the nut thing in with it and carry around like a little sack of nuts, and when you startle someone, you just throw some nuts on them as well. Mm, nut fling and startler. A little, 
Yeah, well, think about that. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. Squirrels are going to love you. They'll maybe get a nut or two to you know eat. They'll, after you startled them, they get like a gift. Yeah, I was I was thinking about you the other day. You haven't called in a long time. What uh, what, what what's going on? I thought you're mad at us or something. Oh, uh, you know, no, no, God, no. I love you guys. It's just uh, a little different with school being out, and uh, that starts next week for both my daughters. I go back to Liberty, so be in the car more in the morning. So yeah, I still still love you guys. Still listen. You guys are awesome, but. I, we got to come back to this. You got to be the Tulsa start, nut startler or something. I, we got to, but I love it. I think it's a great idea. I, I don't think so. Uh, Daniel says that um, that when he sees a lady on the side of the road that needs help with her, you know, tire being changed or something, he feels guilty in a way because he doesn't want her to think that he's a, um, you know, creep. And Soccer. so what he does is he walks up to him and tickles him to break the ice. I like that. I mean, and how thankful with that. Picture this woman on the side of the road changing her tire, right? And then tie, Daniel jumps up, startles her a little bit, which gets her going, gives her a little pep, and then throws a couple of nuts at her. She's going to be so happy. Uh, I don't want to carry around a bunch of peanuts, but uh, would the Tulsa tickler be better than the Tulsa startler tug? Oh, now I, I tickling that makes me mad. So I, I, I'm more because you mentioned Bushman Joe or whatever the guy on TikTok. But, yeah. and people love him. Imagine right. if he threw out like a cupcake or or uh, you know, what, what was that place you got? What was that place you went to a while back? Got cupcakes or what was that place called? Nothing bunt cake. I went to nothing, nothing. Yeah. What if you threw a bunt? What if you tossed a bunt cake at, at, at him after you startled him? I think that people would be happy. That's going to cost people some money. I think. Uh... I want you to startle me. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know this about you. You get mad if somebody tickles you? Yeah, I don't like being tickled at all. That drives me crazy. I, that's that's probably, I bet people will call and say, oh, yeah, don't tickle me. The, you you can startle me all you want, and maybe maybe I pee my pants, but you tickle me, I don't like that. How about that, Ty? I'll be the Tulsa startler. Ty could be the Tulsa tickler. And you both carry around a little sack of nuts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Tyke has a, a cousin, a, a, a uncle from uh, Speaking of tiny cats and nuts? No, from France, and he was a tickler. French guy. There you go. French tickler? There you go. <laughs> 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 All right. Have a great day, guys. Right. Appreciate it. He, even he's like, I'm out. <laughs> Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Remember, Daniel, we were hanging out, and uh, we had some friends with us, and there was a hot tub, and I was the last one to get in the hot tub, and I got in, and... I was the one that uh, put the water over the edge and it went and drinks. And I was a little embarrassed by that. You know why? Because I put on some pounds and that happens to everybody. It's hard to lose weight, but thankfully there's a secret weapon. It's called Red Mountain Weight Loss, right? That's right. And Red Mountain knows some people want to lose a little weight for their health. Some people just simply want to look better. That's up to you. What you do is you dial pound 250 on your cell phone. A doctor will call you. They'll talk about your goals. They'll talk about what you want to do. And they'll come up with a plan. It's not that we don't want to lose weight because we're lazy or something like that. We just simply don't know what to do sometimes. That's why a plan really helps. Yes, and Red Mountain Weight Loss is kind of like your secret weapon. Uh, a doctor will call you, as Daniel said. Nobody has to know. You got the doctor-patient thing. And then if they put you on the medication, which is prescription only, they can prescribe it, and they'll mail it to your door. Get started with Red Mountain Weight Loss, pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250 right now.